1: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The show that is everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer Brought to you by Digitex Office supplies at huge savings Yeah, Digitex does that D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A On Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
0: Everybody, Bob Stauffer, Cody Jansen, joining you on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. It's 105 in Edmonton. In this hour, from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples uh at 135 our nhl insider john shannon for legacy heating and cooling paying no overtime rates on 24 7 service and repairs and at 146 or 47 from the edmonton Oilers community foundation natalie minkler we will also play Oilers now trivia for greta global street food today at 125 as we head off to the river Cree resort casino hotline we are pleased to welcome back to the show from the cult of hockey david staples hi david how are you i'm good bob how are you doing Good. Hey, uh, just as an FYI, uh, just as an FYI, just before, I, I know you sometimes tweet out some interesting stories, um, and there was one out there yesterday that was written by Howard Anglin uh, about a uh, candidate, uh, a woman who basically resigned and has now taken on a couple uh uh, entities legally. It appears that there's a lawsuit coming. Uh, it's a story that ran in the National Post. And I, I, I guess for the libertarians out there, uh, this is, this is kind of a slippery slope in terms of the story that went out there. Is that right, David?
1: Yeah, it's about a conservative candidate, UCP candidate from the last election who was accused of being a racist because of a private conversation she had on Facebook uh, that she says was taken out of context. And it's just a fascinating story about, I think, the overreach. Sometimes we get this overreach of these kinds of accusations and not giving people the benefit of the doubt to have, you know, difficult and interesting conversations about difficult issues. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend that. You can look it up on the Internet, Howard England. I think her name is Kaylin Ford is the uh, former UCP candidate who who had to resign because of these uh, in the heat of the election because of these accusations. So well worth uh, reading that story.
0: I mean, there have been people far to the left uh, that had to apologize for comparatives that they made uh, over the course of the last six months. They did not resign their positions and uh, doesn't again. You know what? Like uh, I'd say, you know get educated as much as possible read as much as possible on both sides of the political spectrum if need be and uh, don't be afraid to engage in a conversation once in a while, it's kind of I don't know about you David, but uh, I think we all form our own opinion and I know like with this show Oilers now, we have some uh, listeners to the show that vote NDP and we have some listeners to the show that vote UCP Uh, we have some voters or listeners to the show that may have voted federally for the Liberals, though based on, the you know, how things worked out in alberta the last federal election probably a lot more voted for the conservatives but that's another time for another uh, day but it is you, you you write an interesting balance because you're covering covid you have that political uh sort of uh you know sphere that you dwell into and uh, we did get some good news on the uh, covid front uh with the the verification that the Kennedy governments approved moderna today as well
1: yeah yeah, and it's interesting, Bob, how, how both of my beats uh, came together, and, and I heard you talking to Speck about this yesterday, about uh, the outdoor hockey uh, rink uh, yes. fiasco in Calgary. <laughs> yeah, both COVID and hockey came together in a kind of an unfortunate way uh, in that situation, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and again, I mean, you know my feeling on this, uh, maybe the, the kid involved was a little bit obstinate, and maybe in a perfect situation, uh, some would say the best police are great at de-escalating situations, and, uh, you know, coo- cooler, calmer heads sometimes need to prevail a bit here. And we're waiting some news. Darren Dreger tweeted this out earlier today, waiting to hear from the five provincial health bodies that have NHL teams in their cities, uh, because we're, the NHL schedule is just in the process of being released right now, and we all want to see the Canadian vision take place. We get it. There's a quarantine issue between the Canadian and the U.S. border. How, David, how many times do you get people going at you, shouting at you on Twitter, saying, you know what? But my 12-year-old my can't play, and uh, so there's no damn way the NHL should be playing without maybe factoring in the realization that the NHL players get tested every single day and are basically, you know, in a, in a form of, a, uh, I guess, a team quarantine. But how often do, do people reach out to you on this stuff?
1: So I'm hearing it from both people on the left and the right now, Bob. So before it was people on the left uh, saying, you know, safety, 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 and we can't have the NHL, and, and we didn't see the NHL in Vancouver this past uh, summer for that very reason, just they, the health authorities didn't think the NHL could meet their health requirements. Now we're seeing it from people on the right who are so mad about the lockdown. Um, they, and this is, it's a brutal lockdown. Um, they're so mad about it, they think, well, if my business can't go ahead, Better. my kid can't play then nobody should play and, and my take is you know I just think to get through COVID Bob th- this is a brutal situation we're all hurting everyone in this world is hurting in a different way because of COVID it's personal for every single person and I just think we need to be as generous as we can and compassionate as we can to other people try to think about their perspective and in this case with the NHL these are people who want to do their job this is their livelihood this is their chance to make money why should we if they can take reasonable health precautions if they can be safe and not be super spreaders and not spread it to other people and if they can take care of their own affair with you know daily testing which is exceptional why wouldn't we why wouldn't we be generous enough to say yeah you can play and i just uh, i think that the health authorities should be working towards that and i hope that they are if you hear noise in the background my cats are fighting right now so
0: you only have 18 of them, right, in your house? Just, yeah, just two. Well, we have just three at the of the Stoffer house. So. <laughs> I went on a road trip, and my wife said, hey, i got a rescue cat. And I'm like, well, that gives us two. And she goes, yeah. And then I came home, and there was three. And you know what? I'll be the first to it. <laughs> I like cats and dogs. So, you know, that's just the way it is. And I have a minor allergy to them as well. Here we go. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you heard the comments from uh, Ken Holland on Monday. Uh Basically said right now we're not talking much, and Ryan also had some comments there. Give me your thoughts on the R&H contract conundrum.
1: It is a conundrum, is I think, because this is a classic situation where, if a player like Nugent Hopkins, who's a who's a you know a good NHL player, if he goes to free agency, they usually get overpaid, and even in COVID, that might not change. Although it did change this year, where where it was a little harder for anyone to get to get uh, overpaid. But you know, he might get overpaid if he goes UFA. But the the problem is, Bob, he might get really overpaid because there's some NHL team out there who's going to be desperate for. A first-line center, and they're going to think Ryan Nugent-Hopkins is the answer, and they're going to pay him like you would pay a first-line center uh, who's a UFA in the NHL. You know, it, it could be as much as Matt Duchesne money, and I think that would represent a, a real overpay for Nugent-Hopkins uh, and for the team. Um, you know, you know he's going to get the money, so he might be happy with that if that's the main motivator for him. And I don't know the player, I don't know the individual, so I can't say that, but that has got to be tempting because there's going to be a team out there who's going to make that kind of offer. If he decides to go that route, what I see in Edmonton is a player who is definitely a top line winger and who should be paid like a top line winger. And we've seen a couple of contracts to players in that situation, both pre COVID Chris Kreider, seven years for 6.5 million. And after COVID Brendan Gallagher, six years, 6.5 million to me. That's the sweet spot for Ryan Eugene Hopkins right now. A contract in the order of five or six years at about $6.5 million. And and the difficult, the conundrum is, again, he, I think he can get more if he decided to go UFA. I think that bigger contract would be out there. But I don't think it would make sense for the Oilers to give him that because he's not the first-line or second-line center here.
0: Do you think any team in the NHL sees him as a first-line center realistically at this stage?
1: There's just there's just teams out there, Bob. I mean that you know they they've seen different. They saw Kyle Turris and and Matt Duchesne and you know, at different times. I'll give you one. I'll give you As one. Player, I'll give you one. Seen, yeah, go ahead. I'll
0: I'll give you one right now. Okay, they got a couple really good young centers, but they're not there yet, and that's Suzuki and Kakinami. Uh, and then they got Deneau as basically an excellent third-line center. I'm not sure they want to pay in Montreal, uh, so I would suggest that the Canadians might see Nugent Hopkins as a first-line center. But the majority of the people that I talk to around the league think Ryan is an elite complementary winger that is fantastic on the power play, that is not a driver five-on-five five as a center, and that's yeah. that. And it, and I hate seeing anything negative about Ryan because he's such a good person. He's been here the longest, but the reality is, as a five-on-five player, you know what the numbers are over the course of his career as a center
1: the the problem is it only takes one team to see him that way and if it yeah. is just Montreal or and then they have the cap space or if it's Seattle or if it's some other team that sees him that way then and I, and I do think there will be that one team like I, because he's he's going to he could easily get if he plays with if he plays with Drysdale and Yamamoto he's I think he's a good bet for a point a game this year in the NHL and and as a free agent you get paid for points and so i just and then there's going to be that allure, like, yeah, we need a c- We're desperate for a center. Well, he could do it, couldn't he? And I, and I just see I see a GM convincing himself, especially one who might be losing his job if he doesn't start winning, to take that chance. So yeah, but I see him like you do. I think I think there's a real consensus around the player in Edmonton, actually. I mean, there's some a f- small faction of fans who who just would go overboard and, and give Nuge <laughs> that eight year, eight million dollar contract. But I think the consensus is like, no, he's he's somewhere he should get paid like a like a top line way or not. Not like the, the elite top line, David Pasternak or Tarasenko wingers, but just below that.
0: Yeah, Mark Stone as well. By the way, uh, Top Gun has Texas on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Uh, he says, Bob, stick to sports. You are so far left when it comes to politics. So you just don't <laughs> make sense. Left.
1: Yeah, Bob, I see you kind of all over the place. Like, you got a lot of different views, and some of them are left and some of them are right. And, and I don't, I wouldn't I, peg you as being either, like, in any kind of direction.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, maybe you're a little bit better judge of that than, uh, <laughs> apparently, Top Gun. Top Gun, keep texting the show because you brought some good stuff before. Not sure I'd call myself so far to the left. Uh, just because I complimented Rachel Notley once on being really smart does not necessarily mean I vote for a party. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine. <laughs> 60063 uh, Mitch text the show to say just regarding RNH you guys are missing a team what about Seattle in expansion uh, that's a I good that, yeah, yeah that's that's a good point
1: so that's go. a good point yeah yeah so there there is i think there's two or three teams that would be interested in him as a center and um, that that's a tough spot if if he's going to be put himself in that position, but the money might be hard to turn down.
0: Tidbit has texted the show Bob. Why do you have guests like this on the air? Nuge on the UFA market gets way less than what Holland is offering. Hall was only offered six point five million in multi year deals, and he won the MVP. Nuge is a winger whose numbers have been pumped up by Connor and Leon. He's worth four and a half to five and a half open market post COVID. Edmonton fans grossly overrate Nuge. I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you right now, he's getting. Minimum six. Right now, he's getting six. Minimum six. So there you go. I, uh, I, I, four and a half to five and a half on the open market. I don't think so. Uh, uh, that uh, well, that's hey, that's why people chime in on this sort of stuff, David. That's it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I just want to circle back to something here. So we've talked about RNH, uh, Dylan Holloway. How excited are you to watch what he does with Team Canada coming up?
1: Super excited, Bob. I mean, uh, he's just—he, the Oilers have drafted two really similar players in the last two drafts, just in Bro Brobery and, and uh, Holloway. Two really big, Brobery's a little bit bigger, super super fast skaters with with uh, some talent, and I think uh, Broberry's going to have a coming out party. He's gonna he's gonna be uh, have some spectacular moments in this World Junior. You know, I've been watching him in Sweden. He has spectacular moments in 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 the uh, Swedish Elite League. Uh where he just takes the puck. Uh up and down the ice and he's, he's spectacular Holloway is uh, he came out really strong in his first two games th- um, this year and uh, in US college hockey he is he just he digs for that puck and um, if he continues to develop he's going to be challenging for a job in the NHL next season I think as a winger um, I, I don't see him staying in college long although I, I, like again I don't know the player and what he thinks about that but I think he he could be ready because because of his game, which is a, he can be an energy player, like he gets in there fast and hard, and he on the forecheck, and he and he hits people, he could be an Edmonton Oiler as early as next year.
0: Oh, I might take it one step further than that, Dylan Holloway. I I wonder whether or not what might end up occurring here. David plays for Team Canada in the World Juniors, finishes the up at Wisconsin. That would be his second, you know, full year in the NCAA. Who knows? Sometimes guys come out after two years. You know what I mean?
1: mean? Well, that's. you think he might come right, like, even this year, Bob? Like, at the end of his season? So at the end the of the... I wonder... Yeah. I, th- I
0: think he's going to have to contemplate that at the end of this NCAA season. I mean, Alex yes. Turcott left school after a year. He was a fifth overall pick. Holloway is obviously a late birth date. Uh, he's a little bit older player. And, I mean, I... I this is... I'm really going to be watching Holloway closely here during the World Juniors because... Um, I didn't have the greatest gauge on them uh, I, I couldn't figure out why Wisconsin was so bad last year a lot of people thought was you know it used to be like uh, every year uh, Boston College was having or, or Boston University the two Boston schools get a lot of the best US players mm-hmm. and they they went stag they were really dominant 2009 to 2012 and they've both been a little stagnant the last four or five years and Wisconsin was a big underachiever you're like Penn State was leading that division and obviously Obviously, Holloway got off as you mentioned to a good start, and but uh, like when you're talking a guy in the top 15 of the draft, who says they have to play three, three or four, you know, three years of NCAA? I wonder whether or not he plays for Team Canada the World Juniors. He finishes a year with Wisconsin, and whether or not he's got a serious decision to make.
1: I think he comes out. I think that's what's going to happen. It's most likely to happen. And, and you know, interestingly, Bob, we all wanted. Um, I know that Holloway's been—he's kind of on the the checking line, the shutdown line, so to speak. Maybe for Team Canada, the second line. We all wanted the orders, or many people, including me, wanted the orders. We're hoping that they drafted Seth Jarvis. Well, it's interesting that, you know, yes. the, that Seth Jarvis didn't make Team Canada. Dylan Holloway has made it. So that's uh, uh, that's one indicator that the Oilers uh, didn't blow it with that draft pick.
0: Now, Ken Holland uh, said we got to start getting to deal-making here on the Ethan Bear front too. I mean, that's what he basically inferred here. And I just look at the cleft bomb news. Now that we know 100%, I think that's changed sort of the route that maybe the Oilers can go here. Like, I thought Edmonton was going to have to just do the one-year deal, uh, use the system to their advantage, David. Involving Ethan Bear, but now I'm wondering whether or not you know maybe they go down that three-year deal route. And and the reason why I say three years is because Jones and uh, Nurse have two-year deals. Your thoughts? Do you agree or disagree?
1: I I'm leaning in that direction now. Uh... Ethan Bear—he's in a competition right now with Tyson Berry and Evan Bouchard, and I—I I don't think all three of those players are going to be back next year. They're too similar, and—and and they're all going to need to get paid because they're all really strong offensive hockey players. Now, of course, Bouchard's—he's on his entry-level contract, but um, it really is in Ethan Bear's interest to sign a three-year deal to cement himself in that. Edmonton Oilers roster, um, and let let Barry and Bouchard uh, competed out for the for the other job. So there's that. Um, he. He he he's made some money as a professional hockey player. He can secure his future in a significant way by signing a long-term contract right now. You know, if he signs a deal that gets him 10 million dollars in the neighborhood of nine to 10 million dollars over three years, that's that sets him up for life. So there's there's a there's a just you know some really practical considerations for Ethan Baer in terms of signing a deal, both in terms of uh, competition and um, and long-term financial security that he takes care. Have right away. So, and if the Oilers can do it, they also have uh, you know, suddenly the cap space is there. Ethan Bear proved he can be a top four player last year. Um that would have to be tantalizing for the Oilers as well to think they could lock him up for 3 years and not have to worry about it.
0: David, the way I see the situation right now, you got Baron, you got, or sorry, you got Barry and Larson. They're both UFAs at the end of the season. Uh, I, you know, they're obviously both going to be on the team. is going to be on the team. It's just a, a question: will it be a one, two, or three-year deal? I'm leaning to a three-year deal. I think Bouchard starts the season here, potentially on the taxi squad, and then when the AHL gets going, gets a lot of playing time. Maybe February 5th through the end of March, and then he's maybe a recall, recall. option. At some point as well, David. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing, the stats guys, there's, there was a statistical I analysis it, this week, Bob, yep. where,
1: he, um, where he, some stats guy out of Calgary predicted uh, Evan Bouchard, based on his scoring numbers, has an 89% chance of being an NHL star an 89% chance. But this kind of analysis isn't unusual. Jonathan Willis had a similar kind of very positive take based on Bouchard's play to date and his scoring numbers uh, through AHL and junior hockey, that this is a, this is a player who's trending to be an outstanding offensive attacker in the NHL. So, um, I'm looking forward to, to the day when he's on the team, and I hope it's sooner than later.
0: David, I'm going to make you laugh to close. Cactus Jack has texted the show to say Bob Stauffer and fan blogger, political reporter, David Staples, they yeah. want to run Nugent Hopkins out of town. Stick to, <laughs> stick to politics, Bob and David. <laughs> for, for all the guys that say stick to hockey. And we don't want to run Nugent Hopkins to town, but there is a pragmatic price point for Ryan, and that's going to be part of challenge here and i hope the organization finds a way to get her done david happy holidays uh we'll touch base next week okay
1: bob a merry christmas to you and everyone who listens to this show this fantastic show thanks
0: thanks a lot david that's david staples from the Call to hockey it's 125 when we come back the easiest trivia question i've ever uh, asked we're giving it away here on a happy holiday edition of oilers now it's time to play orders now trivia it's brought to you daily by greta global street food greta bar eat drink and play when uh, the province opens up they'll be open back up we play for a 50 dollars gift card to be deployed on uh, greta's arcade style games easiest trivia question we've asked for a long time here on this show you gotta call in on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. And the question is this: Who holds the Edmonton Oilers record? For most career regular season shutouts as an Oilers netminder, which Oilers netminder has the most shutouts regular season games in team history? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. There's an old saying in the car business: cars cost less than with and outstanding customer service is key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford, nine time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. I was just out at Brent Ridge yesterday with my truck, had a little bit of a scrape talked with jordan at Carstar star with Tasco which is part of the brentridge family and poof jordan made the scratch disappear if you need any body work call jordan at 780-352-5510 he'll look after you and on behalf of rich uncle milt johnny and the staff at brentridge ford happy holidays we do have by the way uh the schedule has been released. Oh yes, indeed. North Division, uh we know for a fact that the Edmonton Oilers will play the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks a grand total. It'll only be 10 times. 10 times. I just got to find the Oilers skid and where it went to. Uh you know what? Uh, The Oilers will have back-to-back games against the Vancouver Canucks January 13th and 14th. The first Battle of Alberta will occur on uh, February 6th. The Oilers, after playing Vancouver in Edmonton on the 13th and the 14th, will then have the Montreal Canadiens in Edmonton on February. Saturday, the 16th of January, and Monday, the 18th, the orders will then fly and go to Toronto and Winnipeg. Uh, so the first time they play Calgary will actually not take place until February. Wow. There you go, February 6th. Let's get after it. Should be a kicker. It is 129 in to John Shannon coming up here on oilers now and we'll mention to you that john's appearances are brought to you monday and wednesday by legacy heating and cooling pay no overtime rates and 24 7 service and repairs and we'll get an update from the edmonton oilers community foundation uh, from natalie minkler at 147 off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell
1: oilers now with bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6:30. chad